0: This is the Earn More as a Life Coach podcast with Victoria Gibson, episode 42. Welcome to Earn More as a Life Coach with Victoria Gibson, the marketing resource for life coaches who want to transform more lives with their coaching and earn more while they do it. Hello, coaches. I hope you are so well. I have had a busy week with lots of private clients, my coach co clients, and really diving in and getting some amazing lead generation happening. Of course, using Facebook and Instagram ads, need you even ask. And on the weekend, I got to see my gorgeous girlfriend in Adelaide, best friend for such a long time, like we met at high school. And I really canvassed this best friend of mine. I didn't have a best friend at the time since we moved from primary school to high school. And so I was like determined to find my best friend. And way back in 1986, I did. So it was her 50th on the weekend. We got to have a lovely lunch and celebrate her, which was amazing. And today I am diving in to the truth about what it takes to make good money as a coach online. I am sure you are ready and eager to hear more about this topic. I've got opinions, right? And I've got, you know, experience to back it up in terms of coaching hundreds of women over several years, knowing many women who coach online, and, you know, just genuinely being a pretty nosy person. So look, ask a lot of questions, and I'm not afraid to go there and really give you an insight on what it's really going to take, because it's not always easy to get a realistic insight, okay? So this episode is for you if you're a new coach or considering stepping into the online coaching space, even if you've been around for a while. This may also give you some insight into why things have or haven't worked out. And perhaps you might be questioning whether things need to change or any of that good stuff. So stick around. I'm sure you're going to get a lot out of today's episode because there is a lot of myth and legend out there, okay? Especially when it comes to the numbers that get shared online, the possibilities that are out there. And it's not to say that great possibility doesn't exist. It absolutely does. I have been screaming coaching online from the rooftops ever since I got started back in the day. And I still do because Where else can a woman share her thoughts, opinions, expertise, skills and talents and get paid handsomely for it on her own terms? I firmly believe that is the case. You can do it from anywhere in the world. And yes, there is some privilege absolutely steeped in having accessibility to some of the tools. But in terms of the opportunities to create that level of money that previously existed before we had the beautiful online and social media environments it is a lot lower. So it is somewhat more accessible, I've got to say, and you know, I'm an advocate for it. (laughs) Absolutely. So money marketing can be a seductive tool and really alluring for coaches to use to attract clients. And it is absolutely the truth and the reality for several coaches out there, (laughs) several. I don't know how many. I haven't got the data on that, but there are definitely coaches out there making multi-seven, maybe some making eight figures out there. I mean, there definitely are some. That's probably the lower end of the scale, but absolutely many making um, six and seven figures out there on their own terms. And they're out there Sharing their stories, not everybody. This isn't a blanket judgment on what's happening, but what I hear a lot from clients, colleagues, people that I know, and you know, just generally around the traps about what I hear. And I do ask people for, you know, more detail on profit sales, especially if they've had a successful launch, to really get under the hood of what is working now. That is one of my passions, just staying on top of that, what's shifting, what's working, and then really almost breaking it down to understand what elements have created the success or perhaps the failure or a tide turning or what have you. Okay, so I am interested, passionate, and unafraid to ask more details of people out there, as well as obviously seeing my own experiences and that of my clients. So there is a lot of success out there, but there's a lot of newer coaches out there who are assuming that success could be quite easy for them to get maybe my perception, but that's why I'm interpreting it. And I don't recall seeing that quite as much five or 10 years ago as I'm seeing it now as more people enter the space and more people are aware of the opportunity to share courses, private coaching, group coaching programs, masterminds, live events, retreats, and market them online. So that's really what I'm talking about. Somebody's not coming in to your workplace and you're not using, you know, the local newspaper and television advertising just to get your clients. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about coaching online to be clear, okay? And if you're listening to this podcast, it's likely you've been around in this world or you're thinking about joining it, particularly if you've got certified and you're thinking, "Great, now I want to make this my business and my career." Okay? So There are success stories out there, plenty of them being shared, and many are being shared in a way that they're leading with the money that can be made. And I just want to put that caveat, I know you're very esteemed, learned coaches and women or men as well, who understand caveat emptor, right? Buyer beware. Or do your due diligence. So when I studied property, we did some contract law subjects and property law and valuation of real estate. And there are a couple of important concepts in there. One is the to MTOR, buyer beware. So make sure that you are aware what you are entering into. And I feel like there's less rigor around some of those offers, opportunities and prices that are out there online, not always, absolutely not always. But it's really easy to kind of get caught up in the hype, which comes to that second concept that I learned in valuation, which was doing due diligence. So if um, you're buying or selling real estate, it's really up to you to do the that due diligence. Make sure you've got the research. Make sure you've got all the facts before you make a decision. Now, some things you can't know absolutely. For example, if you're considering taking a course from a coach and, you know, you've seen some amazing testimonials being shared and it's hard not to feel like, great, I could make that happen and almost feel like it's a guaranteed, right? And there are definitely guarantees in many programs and most of those are sort of money back with some conditions. So be aware of what those conditions are to avoid disappointment. And as a coach, be really clear about what those opportunities are for your clients equally. I'm not here to coach bash. I've been (laughs) coaching for a long time and I've had many clients and interactions myself investing in coaching. So I'm here to just try and give you my perspective on what I notice what I see and perhaps give you a little more insight or some things to consider when you're looking at growing your coaching business and when you're investing in your coaching or when you're offering your coaching too, okay? So that's really where I'm coming from when it comes to it. But it's really important to look with that lens when you're interpreting success stories, prescriptions and growth strategies and how they can apply to your own unique circumstances, experience and capacity. And this is absolutely critical when assessing what the right programs, offers, coaching, and strategies are for you. The right strategies will speed up your success. They will fast track your growth, absolutely. But it's the right strategies for you that are even more important. So you want to be considering your resources, including your monetary resources and capacity to invest without putting yourself in a degree of difficulty or shooting your nervous system out the wazoo, right? I can't tell you how many clients in the past have either been very panicky about money spent on programs or offers. And there's no rhyme or reason. It's not like, okay, if you're going to charge $10,000, this is going to happen a lot more. If you're going to charge $1,000, it can still happen, okay? It's not actually a ticket amount that triggers this. It is the personality in your clients or what I like to call their archetypes or their sort of style. And that has a lot to do with their money style as well. And I've got a quiz on the sacred money archetypes that you can take and sort of get some insight into that as well. And my good friend Denise Duffield-Thomas does a program on that and she's amazing at teaching that. It was originally Kendall Summerhawk's work and she licenses that. And that's an amazing tool. I use it with my clients in Coach Co. as well. And it really gives you an understanding of how you make decisions and what your instincts are most likely to be around what you invest in, how you hold money, how you steward money, how you create money as well. So that's super interesting and something that you might want to take a peek at. But I'm not here to also say it's all to do with your client's money personality, right? It's also to do with how you communicate the opportunities and the results you are promising or the promise of your offer overall, which is one of the biggest determinants of how successfully you can convert clients, which I really don't like that word convert. I wish someone would give me another word. So if you are an amazing person at creating <laughs> words and better sounding words than convert or clients or prospects, then fill me in. But Yeah, it's not just about your client. It's also about how you're sharing the transformation that you offer, the experience that you provide, and how you're accounting for the differences in capacity, potential, expertise, ability for them to take action, your own teaching style and experience, because that will get better over time. In the beginning, of course, you're going to have some elements where maybe you're not As great at sharing your teaching or your coaching style as you develop, okay? So, you do want to take those things into consideration and they're not the most sexy points to cover in your sales page. They're not the ones that are going to get everyone signing up but, you know, money promises are what works. So, it's no surprise that we're seeing, you know, more and more of that used in marketing, particularly as the skill of actually being able to market strategically and brand yourself and understand the nuance of all of those because marketing is more than advertising or just coaching, just creating a result. Marketing is steeped in strategy and that includes your offer and your delivery of your offer, the promise that you make and the experience that your clients enjoy or sometimes perhaps don't enjoy when they come into your offer or when they work with you. This could be privately too, okay? So you want to be very careful, particularly if you're new to marketing, that you are creating an aligned, Promise, a promise that's aligned to your skills and your client's expectations, capacity, and requirements. Okay. I take those things really seriously. And it does take a little bit of time and experience to really drill into those and get better at bringing them together. The other element around that can be scope. Okay. So when you are wanting to make a promise or your offer for your coaching program, it can be just as tempting to offer only your best testimonials or the big money that you've made, but you haven't really created for your clients yet. The same thing can be true about putting a ton of things into your offer to make it seem bigger and better. Now that can also come from a place of wanting to offer value. None of this is judgment filled or thinking that coaches are out there trying to dupe clients or that all clients are just, you know, bright eyed and wide eyed about the potential. It's just to notice these things. Okay. Super, super interesting. And look, when I first started out coaching online and heard of million dollar course launches, I mean, I was in a mastermind in 2011 and that was the first year that they had created a million dollar course launch, the coaches that were in that program leading it. And I remember going, oh, wow, well, that's just around the corner for me. You know, I was booking the private jet ready to go. This is in 2011. Let's just be clear. I, I mean, I had no doubt that would happen. Like I was in the mastermind. Surely I was going to be able to learn, but I was underestimating for me, the time it was going to take according to my style, according to my own money, thoughts, and personality, my own Abilities and understanding of things like lead generation, online marketing strategy, copy creation, list building, audience growth, and also the shadow side of that, where you sabotage yourself or perhaps you create a lot of success and then you want to kind of wind it back, or you burn yourself out because you're hustling so hard. You change strategies a lot because you're changing programs and getting excited, or it could be a whole raft of things. But often it is underestimating what it takes because those parts aren't. Shared as much, and they're more hard earned from experience. So it's how you move through those as you learn and understand, and fail and grow and succeed that will give you more of that information. But it's obviously tempting for coaches to market based on money promises or ease and speed. Like they're the principles of persuasion and they work. So I just want you to be aware that often there is an underestimation that takes place. So due diligence is great. What kind of things can you do for due diligence? Well, I'm going to go into some of these in this episode, but when I look back at the beginning and, you know, I did, totally beat myself up that I didn't make a million dollars in the first few years of coaching and I still haven't met a million dollar year in revenue. And I've been doing this for a very long time. And I sometimes still want to beat myself up about that. But really, when I look back at it, I was hopelessly underestimating what it took. And I was trying to complete a jigsaw without all the pieces. And the learning curve has and still is major in many ways. Okay. So although other coaches maybe sharing some big money numbers because, Like I said, that's what gets attention, sales, and it almost creates its own machine as well. And I'm not saying the people who share that just do that for that reason. They do it because it works and they also want to show the potential of what's out there and what their approach and their mentoring can provide. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I've definitely shared success stories and money made as well. So I totally get that. But in sharing success stories, sometimes critical elements can be left out that contribute to those results and some of those elements you may not even be aware of okay and you definitely need to learn about and have access to and understand also and that's why just following the hype and getting caught up without doing these due diligence or having the awareness of these elements can leave you feeling let down and leave you feeling a bit in the dark about what it really takes or use the fact that it's not happening as fast as your expectation, which is often really arbitrary or somewhere you've read or seen or expected for yourself, because there's no clear metric. I'd love to tell you absolutely how long it takes and exactly what you have to do, and it would work for everyone. I would love that. And this isn't a bait and switch from the podcast title because I'm letting you know that what it really takes is more than a set of tactics or strategies. It is really. Understanding, learning, and knowing many of the elements and key drivers of amazing profitability in your business. So, taking inspiration from the strategies that you can learn, testing, applying, understanding nuance and variances, and really adjusting as you go based on data and results is absolutely great. But just believing and replicating without all the facts or understanding about those differences. And then, like I said, beating yourself up because it doesn't work for you is like a bit demoralizing, right? So I just don't want you to blindly implement and apply something and think, well, it should have worked for me. I'm just not cut out for it. Or move into that loop of overthinking because it isn't working as fast. And what happens when we go into that place of things not working, especially after we have invested larger sums of money or time or energy, or you're placing many times the pressure on yourself, but often it can come from your partner or family or whatever it might be, or the fear of having to go back to work can be a huge driver. And in these kind of economic times, it feels like that sense of dread about that is a little more heightened. There seems like there's a little bit more at stake, not for everybody. That is all about belief and opportunity because absolutely that belief and opportunity is still there for sure. But not having the facts and really making it mean that you're not making it or you're not making it fast enough or you're not making enough given that who says what enough is, right? Like that is something you can determine. So just being careful about the filter that you're applying to your expectations because otherwise that is going to keep you in confusion and doubt. It is going to keep you in a lot of panic and hustle mode, which will block your natural flow of being able to show up in whatever style you want to show up, in whatever offer you want to create to create amazing transformation. It really clouds a lot of judgment because it blocks your ability to receive Other information and remain curious about what will help you stay on track and stay in momentum and keep going, even when things aren't working the way that they are. So, today, rather than sharing huge numbers with outliers and mythical opportunities that may or may not work for you, I want you to have those essential elements. That contribute to a profitable and lasting coaching business. Outline how you can fast track your success in a way that works for you and share all those kind of, you know, blocks that many coaches face along the path to getting reliable revenue and making great money. Once again, great money's arbitrary, right? But most people I imagine are thinking multi six figures. Maybe you're just thinking six figures, whatever it might be. So one of the things that can contribute to some of those big numbers that you might hear and are shared are the size of an audience or the influence that a coach has. They may have access to one that is not overly clear. I know back in the day, they used to have a lot of big information marketers. It was like this band of guys, actually, who used to all work together to promote their big launches to each other's lists. Now, these guys had huge email lists and many of them still do and are still around now. But the main kind of scope of that audience or size of that audience, I should say, you know, many millions of people. So they were partnering with huge lists and the ability and reach they had was absolutely amazing. So they weren't saying, well, The reason this launch made millions of dollars is because it reached millions of people, right? That would just share the money. And that's what happens now too. So be thinking about, well, how big is that coach's audience? Whether it be email lists, social media following, podcast downloads, partnerships, alliances, book, membership subscribers, all of those things can really show a distinct difference in an ability to draw in sales and the kind of numbers. So usually the coaches haven't just jumped in and fluked those kind of results. They typically have an audience or access to one known for their expertise already and aren't running their business without a team or at least a few contractors. And many are investing in the launches that they create as well. They're getting even more contractors or they're buying traffic on things like Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Google ads, et cetera. So I just want you to be aware that creating high six-figure or seven-figure revenue a year alone, just sharing your coaching one-on-one with people is pretty rare. It's not to say it can't happen. There are definitely some consultants and coaches who can do maybe I'd say low seven figures with very high-end consulting slash coaching slash corporate deals, those kind of things. So that can happen. It's not to say it doesn't. It's not really the norm, okay? But we often ignore audience size or alliances and partnerships and wonder why it seems to take so long when we're making an offer. But it's just your reach and your engagement cannot be at the same level, even if you're prepared to invest time, energy and money into creating those results, because there's no overnight formula for success. As we know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know there, but rarely those big results that are shared done off the back of one strategy. It's often a bringing together of many strategies, but the strategies are working because there's more people than what you have access to to present the offer to, or they have a lot more engagement, trust, relevance, a proven offer. Okay. So you want to understand your skills, experience, expertise, motivation, and ability to energetically and emotionally tolerate the ups and downs of growing your coaching business online. As you learn what offers are working for you, what is going to get the best results for you and your clients. And it's also going to help you recognize your potential success and the speed at which you can create it. And look, I love archetypes. I mentioned before the sacred money archetypes, but I also use branding archetypes and I'm developing some new messaging archetypes to really help you find the right message, parlay that into an offer that is going to suit your style, suit your clients, suit the way that you work so that you can cut through a lot of the noise and get better results as well. Because archetypes provide a roadmap to the ideas themes and people you're always drawn to why you make certain choices are driven a lot by archetypes, which are really your character or the story of your soul. It's your nature and what drives you to act the way you do. And many times this is left out of the equation. We focus on what to charge, who to offer it to, what could we do, you know, our own imposter syndrome, but we're not looking at the full picture of your archetypes. And uncovering your archetypal profile will help you amplify your strengths, get you into momentum with the least resistance and harness the power of your nature and instincts so that you can set yourself apart, capture attention and showcase the best of your coaching. So an archetype is a pattern of behavior that once discovered helps you better understand yourself and others. So you can use that to understand your clients too and really get clear on the kind of clients you want to help because they're the blueprints of your nature and their nature your essence, your character. Okay, And the idea of archetypes originated, as I'm sure you're aware with the great philosopher Plato, and is at the core of influential Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung's analysis of human behavior. And it's really the teaching of archetypes or that foundational element of archetypes has been taken by many to apply to different groups, whether it be men, whether it be women, and also across much storytelling or much like The Hero's Journey. Joseph Campbell adapted that, but then that's been taken then into the success of screenwriters, TV shows, movies, all of that kind of stuff. So they are proven time and time again, although there's just nuance in the way that they are interpreted. So they give you insight into the type of person you are. And as a coach, you are a personal brand. People are buying your personality, your message, your voice, what you are a stand for, your values. So using archetypes can be a great way to kind of move forward and perhaps not have to try as many other people's strategies first, because you'll be able to clearly know when you're doing your due diligence, whether that is going to fit in with your messaging style, your archetype your nature, okay? Because that's where I see a lot of people going wrong thinking, great, well, I could just adapt that and then that could work for me too. But they're a little bit stiff on video. They don't write amazing copy or they don't have much presence on camera, right? Everyone has a different kind of messaging style and normally they can't just be blindly adopted. So using your archetypes to guide your strategies will help you show up and succeed in less time and with less effort, getting towards that making great money threshold, whatever that is for you. So they're going to help you get seen, heard and well paid online because really it's easier to share who you are and make the right decisions for your business growth when you are in alignment with your archetypes. So I'll be sharing more about these in the upcoming weeks and I cannot wait. I am diving in and just really pulling out how these work, particularly for coaching online and how they work for finding the right kind of offers, business models, the right kind of marketing that feels much more friction-free than a lot of just blindly adopting others' strategies. So stay tuned for that. But I really am excited about what that can do to open up a lot of your momentum. So for me, in looking at my own archetypes, particularly when it comes to like branding and marketing and messaging, I realized that high volume was always a bit of a struggle for me because I really like to know everybody that (laughs) works with me, right? So I had to really get used to not diving in and giving all of that you know, knowledge and asking lots of questions and really wanting to get involved because I really enjoy the connection that comes from that. That's very much a part of my style it's also in my strengths finder a lot of personality driven tests are based on archetypal thinking a lot of jung's work so things like strengths finder or myers briggs comes from archetype work in fact the woman who developed myers briggs was a student of jung as well so these insights can be so so valuable so can't wait to share more with you. And in the meantime, head to victoriagibson.com forward slash quiz if you want to uncover your messaging style too. So once you know that direction to head in, in relation to your archetype, you want to also make sure that you have an offer that not only showcases your talents, but also attracts and inspires the kind of people that you love to work with. So that there's that flow in terms of, just getting the right kind of people who are going to be inspired, motivated, and are going to best respond to what it is that you share and the style in which you share it. Look, I probably put about five different podcast episodes into one episode here, but the three essential elements of a successful offer are really important. So when it comes to making a significant impact and attracting paying clients, your offer is absolutely key and will absolutely influence your ability to make great money. So there are three keys to creating your successful offer. The first is clarity. You want to be super clear on the problem that you're solving for the person you're solving it for. You don't want to start with what you're offering, okay? Yes, you have to take into account what you like to share and your experience and your skills and capacity and expertise to get results. But you want to really be clear about the problem that you're solving and try and keep that very clear narrow, right? We often try and just make that super wide to try and appeal to everyone, but you're going to lose a lot of engagement and momentum and you're going to make your marketing a lot harder. So the other thing is value. It's not price. Rarely is it price, okay? It's about value and establishing that your coaching offers or your offer offers of real value. Develop your own frameworks for success, a method, an approach, a blueprint. Sometimes called a unique mechanism that guides your clients through the transformation that you promise. It can feel much more fresh, different, distinctive, and personable to have this. And this is what I do with my clients, particularly in my Coach Co program. Okay. And the other element that will determine how quickly you get engagement, because yes, that is based on interest and attention to begin with, but what will maintain that is that element of differentiation where people feel like they belong in your world, that they are inspired, that you're speaking directly to them. So you want to stand out by highlighting what makes your coaching unique. You want to identify your target audience, their problems, and also understand the conversations that are going on in the minds of your perfect audience and the problems and the words that they're using to describe them. You don't want to get stuck into, you know, your own kind of jargon or what you want to teach. You've got to be very much steeped in talking to one person, right? One person's viewpoint and one person's distinct and present problem or challenge or frustration or fear, okay, something that is emotional for them will bring about a bigger chance of being able to get success with your offer. Now, I'm not saying you're here to manipulate people, but this is one of the other elements of marketing is that people want to create solutions for themselves, okay? They might be interested in you and excited by you, but particularly when you're starting out, it's going to be a lot more difficult to create that So that's the three keys to the successful offer. Now, I'm not here to say pricing doesn't have a role to play. It is a crucial aspect of your coaching business in terms of your business model, your sustainability, and your potential for growth. But it doesn't determine the success of your business in isolation. Pricing alone won't dictate how fast you make money, even though it seems like it will, because too often we're focused on pricing or the money that you're going to make rather than all of these elements that are at play that we're running through today. So, the biggest mistake that new coaches make when starting out, or maybe you might have made it and course corrected, or perhaps you are thinking about doing something like this and hopefully this will stop you, but as a new coach, getting caught up in that excitement and rush of starting your online coaching business is really easy but there is that one mistake that's going to block your chances of stress-free success and that is trying to do it all on your own. Of course you have to bootstrap when you're starting out. Of course you want to be making money before you can invest money but you also have to look at the opportunity cost of doing everything on your own, particularly even if that means creating your own strategies from scratch and trying to piece it all together, or just, you know, learning the art of everything so you don't have to pay anyone to help you. And I understand this as a highly creative, excitable person who can also be very, shall we say control freakish? Yes, that's probably a good word. It's really hard to accept other people doing what you know you could do better. And sometimes that's a bit of a fallacy too, right? But trying to handle marketing sales and all the technical aspects without guidance or support can be really overwhelming and it will slow down your progress. This has been one of the biggest blocks in my business. I've really struggled with it over many years and I've tried, I've invested in programs, I've invested in staff, I've invested in I can't even begin to tell you so many things. SOPs, I'm slowly getting there. And that's probably to do with being medicated for ADHD, to be quite honest, made a really big difference in me being able to dedicate focused time to creating that structure. And here's a big shout out for ClickUp. I Love clickup. I've always hated to-do lists and project management systems and all of that jazz, right? Like I've really struggled. I had Basecamp early on when I started my business. Like I had some systems and structure, but could never stick to it, right? I always wanted to get excited by what I was inspired by and what I was motivated by and to do at the time. And I always just had a persistent thought that it was all too hard and that no one really got it. And all of those things became my results. But by now, taking a step back, particularly over the last year to 18 months and really putting that foundation at play and knowing now when I'm creating things, taking the time to lay it out, taking the time to really brief my team or my contractors in a way that's going to help them understand and that we could use again and again. Because I think part of the things were I was just too tired to keep explaining the same things. And I lost patience for it and really was setting myself and my team up for failure. So this doesn't mean you need a huge or expensive team, but the right tools and even a relatively inexpensive contract assistant or project manager can be just what you need. The resources on places like Fiverr, for example, are unbelievable. I just got some work done on Fiverr and I mean, I hadn't been on Fiverr for years and years and I was like, this is amazing. But I do have a contract VA, a couple of those actually actually, but one is generally all you need and you might not need many hours. So don't make the mistake of just hiring for hiring's sake. You want to be very clear about what tasks you need them to do. So I want you to trust in yourself first and foremost and learn some of the skills. Like I often tell my clients, well, why don't you just learn how to do that? Because you won't have to be held hostage by a contractor or keep paying money for something that once you get better at it, won't feel as intimidating or time consuming. I'm not here for you to take time doing stuff that's just not valuable in your business, but there are some things that are valuable. So you don't want to take that whole, Hey, you know, I'm better off. My time's better off spending, playing to my strengths. It's like, well, maybe, but there's also an opportunity cost in paying, you know, a large amount of money for something that you could learn how to do yourself, particularly with a bit of guidance. So suppose you avoid some of these pitfalls and you put in place the strategies and the essentials that you need that I have outlined for you in this rather long episode, then If we are going to talk about great money, you could be making six figures in your first or second year. I'm not here to guarantee that with any one method. I'm saying having those essential elements in place, there's no reason why you wouldn't not be able to. Okay. So essential elements take into account your own style, right? The offer, yes, pricing has a degree of influence, but your belief and capacity, skills, experience, access to audience. So there's a lot of elements, not just... Hey, I've got this whiz bang strategy and I can make this money because I saw it marketed that way. But you also may need some mentoring, guidance, support, messaging help, marketing strategy. You know, all of those things make a difference as well. So, what I'd suggest is that five to 10K is absolutely doable. And 5K a month is a great initial goal. I see many coaches kind of playing around the two to 4K a month. It's not really a business at that point because. Working online, you do have some costs involved, even in just creating software and tools and things like that, right? So, of course, we've all got to start somewhere, but just be wise to that fact that in the beginning, you may be having to earn a lot less than you want to, but if you do take the time to make sure you're doing due diligence, you're setting up the essential elements right, then once you've done the 5k a month, it's so much easier to move up from there. It can also mean you go ahead and you go back and all of those kind of things because what works to make 5k a month may really slow you down at 30k a month, okay? But we've explored the reality of what it takes to make good money online as a coach quickly and sustainably as possible, right? Like I really want to take quickly out because I think we just put that pressure on ourselves unnecessarily and I know it feels like It is what needs to happen, particularly if you're in the space where you don't have money to invest and you need to create money to make money. The beautiful thing is, there are so many opportunities to create money and flow in your business that might not just be from your offer alone, as well, while you're working on your offer. So, I'd love you to embrace those three essential elements of an irresistible offer, dive into your archetypes, consider the pricing strategy that can maximize your profits, and avoid doing everything yourself. Because by setting realistic expectations, staying committed to your growth and seeking guidance when needed, you can make great money. I think six to 12 months is a good runway to give yourself, okay? I see a lot of people talking about, I didn't make $10,000 a month for like three years. That is unnecessary. I don't understand how people are taking that long. That is definitely unnecessary. And I would suggest if you're not making at least $5,000 a month after the first year, then you need to reconsider this career. Like there's something drastically missing, or maybe it's just not right for your style. Okay. Or maybe you're sabotaging yourself to such a degree. I don't even know. And all of those things are possible. So I have been a little bit generalist in the advice that I'm giving you in this episode, but I just wanted to share some of those points because once I got started on a topic, there were lots of things that went into it. And I really believe that, there can sometimes be too much of that money marketing, messaging without enough of the due diligence and the foundational requirements to create those results. So it's not to say it's not possible. I'm not here to dim anyone's light or judge anyone. I just want to open up the conversation. If you've got some ideas for what else I may have covered there, then please drop me a DM on Instagram at I am Victoria Gibson and let me know. I'd love to hear what you think. It's been great sharing with you once again. I'll see you soon. Thanks for staying right to the end of today's episode. It is awesome to have you here. If you want to dive deeper into some of the strategies that I discuss on these episodes and look at fast tracking your success online and growing your business, then I'd love to welcome you in to my latest webinar, the eight steps to fast track your success online as a life coach. Make sure you head on over to victoriagibson.com forward slash eight steps the number eight s-t-e-p-s so victoriagibson.com forward slash eight steps head over and watch the training it's absolutely free but we'll give you an idea of the method you can use to start growing your business welcoming in great clients and earning more as a life coach i'll see you next time